0: And welcome to High Trek. I'm Riley.
1: I'm Bail Norn.
0: Also known as Beagle.
1: That is what I'm being told.
0: Someday somebody besides me will refer to you as Beagle, and I will know. I will know that it's truly actually caught on.
1: Yeah, we'll see.
0: That's how you do nicknames. You just force a nickname on someone, only refer to them as that, make them feel super uncomfortable, violate all their boundaries, and eventually they just accept it.
1: Except in this case, they asked ahead of time. Yeah, I totally did. <laughs>
0: Because I believe in everybody having the right to, you know, live life who they want according to their own boundaries. So that is definitely not a thing I would do. And no. don't do that to your friends.
1: I just thought it'd be a fun fight.
0: Oh my God, that's so much fun. <laughs> Hi, this is Hi Trek. We we're watching Star yep. Trek The Last the next Generation. The Last Generation. The <laughs> Last Generation. <laughs> Star Trek The Next Generation. We are on Season 1, Episode 8. Uh, the Battle. The Battle. The Battle. It is The One. The One. Last time we watched Justice, and it was not The Justice, but this is The Battle.
1: Yep. It's uh, a Ferengi episode. It
0: is a Ferengi episode. That that
1: is all I want to say about uh, this episode.
0: I know nothing about it, except for it's a Ferengi episode, and I also read the synopsis last time. It was a whole week ago, so I don't remember anything about it. I'm excited to watch it, just because I do like watching... Star Trek it's fun it's been fun we've been been on a roll on good episodes
1: yeah and I'm a little bit surprised about how much I've enjoyed these episodes again
0: oh yeah because like they're a lot of I mean like uh, I don't like to consider them filler episodes because I'm enjoying them too much but I think in in the overarching story a lot of these episodes are really building blocks
1: yeah I think they give have character information so it builds on the characters but doesn't build on the overall story. Yeah, it's not what? they're
0: not like I mean besides uh Wesley falls into a, a shrubbery and almost gets murdered or yeah. it gets executed is right. a is a pretty is a, it's a pretty like pivotal episode.
1: It is, but like for character building rather than story building. Yeah.
0: I well, I feel like it is a little story building cuz it, it kind of puts a little bit more on the prime directive and how how important it is in the Federation. So we're, gonna, we're, we're about to watch the episode. Uh, we wanted to talk to you guys first, let you in on what's going on super secret-like before we watch the episode. Um, I, I have never seen this episode before. I have experienced Star Trek as one who lives in a cave who only sees Star Trek reflected upon shadows on the wall. And now I am turning around and leaving my cave to finally experience the real Star Trek.
1: And I live in front of a TV.
0: Yeah. So we have very, both different, come from very different perspectives with Star Trek. I've, I've never watched, uh, I've watched episodes here and there of the the next generation, um, but never like a season or many of them or in order or anything like that.
1: Yeah. And I've probably done it a dozen times since it went on Netflix. And I also saw the original run as a child.
0: He watched TV. It was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, I watched TV. Like in real time back in the cable days.
1: Ugh, the dark, dark days.
0: Dark days. Oh, cable.
1: Yeah, well, it's when probably our... more like the Middle Ages. I think the dark age would probably be black and white. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, we're talking to you about how we both perceive and see and experience this episode through our different lenses, and uh, yeah, sometimes we agree that we can see how that would that we would think that way, and sometimes we
1: do not. Uh, usually, it's like don't see things the same way but we understand our perspectives are both valid often. Yeah, which is
0: generally good. That's that's how you should treat friends and people. And I guess, I don't know.
1: Usually we discuss it until one of us is right.
0: Yeah. Um, Keep Um, tally, I'm not.
1: I'm not. (laughs) But it's not always one-sided.
0: No, it's not. It's definitely not (laughs) one-sided. No matter what
1: anyone says.
0: Don't at me. Don't at me like that. Come on. Uh apparently they used to say that I am always right and now I'm getting to the point where I'm saying I am sometimes right. I'm mostly right. I at think least it's to what me. I'm saying. I'm mostly right.
1: Yeah, I think that's what we're at.
0: Yeah, I'm mostly right. And that is true. I am mostly right.
1: In the discussions we have that is true. All the time. So, uh <laughs> this episode is about the Fringe. Yeah. Oh um, my god. What do you what are your thoughts on the Fringe so far? Cuz you had um, a we have widely different perspectives.
0: Oh, the free, yeah. So, so, uh, I listened to a podcast called The Greatest Generation, um, and where two people who love Star Trek as their kids rewatch Star Trek and talk about it. And, uh, I really liked it because it was pretty irreverent humor, and, um, I, I appreciate that. And it, they weren't so, so like, it wasn't as part of their life that, like, you know, if people got things wrong, like, like, you know, they're just enjoying a TV show that they loved and that's, that's the kind of thing I want to experience and so I listen to it. So I know a lot about like the story beats and like all the, like all, who all the characters are, like the overarching character plots and like, like I know about like the Borg. Like I know about, uh, Lucutus, Lu- 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 Lucutus, 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 oh he's the little cutest boy. Yeah. He's cutest the Borg, the cutest Borg around. Uh, sorry. <laughs> like I know about them, and like I know about all of that, and I know about like the four lights, three lights, like I know all of that stuff, but like I've never watched it, and so I've podcast has is on Voyager, um, but I've also I've listened to all of the Next Generation and all of Deep Space Nine, so I know a lot about Ferengi from Deep Space Nine, and how um, the the kind of perceptive perception I had of Ferengi was that originally was that they were just a racist archetype of um, Judaism. I can still say that they can be perceived that way 100%, I'm not taking that away from anyone, but I think that was not the intent.
1: Yeah, and I didn't even realize that perspective was possible and having explained to me, I mean, I agree that is a valid perspective too, no. but I don't think they intended it as a racial stereotype
0: yeah and that's that's unfortunately part of the pervasiveness of racism in our culture is that you can rely on stereotypes to try to like oh let's let's make this this character look greedy and like okay and then like unfortunately racism pervades to like oh let's have a bulbous nose because you know or like let's have big ears or whatever
1: a good example is the hand-drawn cartoons of the world war Two yeah. era yeah and earlier uh, they exaggerated features a lot based on your race and they made uh especially the japanese look terrible but yeah and stuff because they were and like, like they and
0: thought that. It was, like both cultural racism and pervasive racism and also like you know like, it could be accidental doubtful but
1: yeah and so over time they lessened some of the features but they like you can still see yeah Things in modern culture that equate to those old cartoons.
0: Yeah, exactly. And um, uh, in a less less um, polar or like the less hurtful thing, like uh, you have the hillbilly yokel with the buck teeth. Oh yeah. Like if you want if you want to portray shortcut a, a character uh, in your writing, you would put give them like buck teeth or you know like um, a pronounced horse face to be like these these are rural people that's stereotyping which is i mean i would say lazy writing but <laughs> i understand that there there are ways that you can accidentally do that um and still be hurtful
1: i guess it's nice that i never grew up around with that stereotype of the people that follow judaism mm-hmm. but i forgot my point already
0: it is really good that you didn't grow up with those those like like stereotypes, but it's also good to be aware of them.
1: Right, but then on the other side, then I don't know that it's a stereotype, so I can still perpetuate the stereotype without realizing I'm doing that. Ah. And I would be upset of, with myself if I ever found out I was doing that. Yeah. So, double-edged sword, I, I, it's probably nicer that I just didn't grow up with it.
0: Yeah. It, <laughs> it,
1: it, th- there's a gap I have. Yeah, oh, that's, and that's <laughs> <is> like what...
0: <laughs> what life is about is trying to figure out like we all have different experiences and so um learning from each other is it's pretty cool i think it is i'm glad we we have that up top maybe we won't have to we'll go into it over and over again i'm sure we do like i'm
1: going to be asking just this episode is going to talk about the Ferengi a lot more because it's about the Ferengi.
0: okay Uh. so it'll be interesting to see and uh see where our conversations go I hope it's not a heavy political one, but this is Star Trek, and Star Trek is a political show, and so we're going to be talking about political things. Uh, I do apologize.
1: I'm interested to see where that goes. Yeah. Knowing this episode, I want to see what happens.
0: So we watch it in segments, because we're high. And uh, so we'll watch the first half, and then we'll take a break when like the big kind of dramatic cut to episode, uh, it's usually like Picard eyes to credits, or... Um, to camera i guess not to credits or usually there's riker raker glare sometimes there's i haven't seen a wharf wharf cut to credits yet excited to see a wharf cut to credits
1: oh yeah now that the screensaver came on and i can see the synopsis yeah. this is also a very big picard episode is it be yeah
0: because like uh if for for loyal viewers of the podcast apparently you view it now um with your eyes So you consume podcasts right so loyal listeners to the podcast will know that crap. I forgot my point. Oh well. <laughs> okay.
1: Was it that we talk about character development a lot?
0: I think it was, but it also might be something else.
1: Okay. Well, if you remember it, write it down.
0: Oh no, uh, that I that I have felt pretty negative towards Ricard.
1: Yeah, it's a uh, no. It's about even now, I
0: think. It is about even now. I think uh, it's... But like the first couple of episodes, like the first episode, I was like on board with Card. Second episode, I was just like maybe he's a dick. No, sorry, the second episode is the two-parter, so technically the third episode. Yeah,
1: you should yeah. probably give him two because it's like double the time. I'm
0: not going to give him two.
1: But it's double the time.
0: Yeah, but I'm not going to give him two.
1: Okay. You don't see this, but I'm holding up my fingers <laughs> and, and to count which one is winning. Uh, there has to be a winner at this point because we we already done seven episodes.
0: Yeah, there has to be. Oh, wow. we're on, on. Okay, so um, the second episode, I was down on Picard. I feel like it. Yeah. And then the third episode, I feel like I was still down on the card. Yeah. How did I feel? What was the fourth episode? Does anyone remember?
1: This is where the people on the audience chime in, right?
0: <sighs> you guys remember it? So is it like Dora the Explorer, where like, do we want to go to the castle or down the road? <laughs> and then it waits for like the, <laughs> the interactive part.
1: We need to get like a good catchphrase, like swiper no swiper, yeah, or oh. swiper no swipey. I think <laughs> that's what it was.
0: Swiper, no swiping.
1: Oh, uh, That's the only thing I remember from that show, <laughs> and I never watched it really. So I brought up the list so we can actually oh, do this sweet properly because I really want to know the answer.
0: Okay. Right, okay. So. Uh, we're, we're. This is. All right. This is intense. Don't make your laptop. All oh my over. god. Okay. I freaked out. So we have encounter at far point, positive Picard. The naked now, negative Picard. Code of honor. I feel like negative, negative Picard. I did not like Picard in the Code of Honor. Um, last outpost, I feel like negative Picard because he was condescending as fuck. Where no one has gone before, is that when I started being positive? I think so. Uh,
1: yeah. Th- yeah. It
0: was, that was half-half. But we'll give it to a positive one because okay. he's trailing in positive. The lonely among us. Oh my god! That's that where that... He became an injury bean. Yeah. Oh, that's a pro Picard. Like yeah. that is a Picard episode. Like so. so. Here's the thing: is like I don't like agree with all the things that he did in that episode, but like I'm rooting for him. <laughs> uh, and then we have justice. Which this is, is the very...
1: tiebreaker,
0: by the way. And that was a very high Picard episode. Picard did very well.
1: So it, you're, I guess, you're on positive. I'm on positive
0: right now. Picard now. We'll see if he lasts throughout the season. Yeah, we'll see. The timestamp of bet- when we're going to pause to do the next segment to talk about the episode uh, will be 2120. And if you would like to watch with us, feel free. If you don't, that's fine.
1: We will continue after the, the warp engine sound.
0: Yeah. Swiper, no swiping! <laughs> just finished watching the first segment of the battle the first line is like the ferengi hailed us and then they waited three days to get back to us and i'm like if i had to go like okay could you imagine if somebody called you in for a meeting and you had to go to like peru or i was thinking actually portugal but the word peru came out of my mouth instead of portugal that happens so like say you had to go to portugal because that's like halfway around the world right like and so it's it's pretty difficult to get there get to portugal for a meeting yeah and then you go to portugal and you're and they're like i'm very busy we're gonna have to postpone or they don't even say anything you're like hey yo i'm here and they're like nothing and you're just like what sit in their office for three days sit in your hotel for three days
1: yeah basically yeah like what but... not knowing when it's ever going to ha- or when anything's going to change
0: i came to portugal yeah also a future without headaches yeah fuck <sighs>
1: So you don't just get frustrated and get a headache, that doesn't happen. You
0: don't just get a headache, they had to say that. I know they had a, they said it a couple of times. I know, like in the future, you don't have headaches, and I'm like, I can't even imagine that. Thank you for keep reminding me that because it's just so incongruous to what's yeah. the concept of, of the, the world.
1: Yeah, I mean, they also said there was no common cold, yeah. they had mapped the human brain oh. so they know how to like just turn up brain damage and or oh, shit. turn down. So you
0: could Brain damage. And you could fix uh, mental health difficulties and other, like, uh, chemical imbalances in your brain. Yeah. In the future. So there's no depression in the future? No. There's no anxiety in the future?
1: I mean, obviously a little bit. Well, yeah. I
0: mean, there's natural anxiety. Anxiety is not... Yeah,
1: a natural amount of anxiety. Well, it's like,
0: sadness is not a negative emotion. Like, it is a human emotion. It's a regular reaction. Anxiety is a regular reaction. It only becomes... uh, debilitating when it like affects when it doesn't turn off
1: right and yes that would probably be fixed yeah
0: that'd be so cool yeah so mania would be fixed because mania is just feeling happiness for too long of a period of the time yeah if you think about it a lot of a lot of television that we watch is like human conflicts yeah and like, so like conflicts between people and like a lot of conflicts that you write are because of miscommunications and a lot of reasons why humans have miscommunications is because of personal emotional problems. Yeah. So like a lot of TV shows are written around personal emotional problems and who is having them and how that affects everyone else around them. And like that, that is how we write TV, right? Yeah. Usually. Okay. It's kind of odd to try to write a show and a plot. Not around miscommunication by humans, but between miscommunication with other races who have different, just completely communication. Like like with the Ferengi, they're trying to say that like, you know, like profit and like pretty much, uh, you know, uh, capitalism to the max of like, you can't, you can't give something. Giving something is, is hurtful to the other person because it takes away their ability to like, to, to negotiate and deal with you to so like, to have profit or lost like because that the the communication of profit and loss but the exchange of profit and loss between two people is the way in their society that they communicate that's deep that's the as sh- the, the show we just watched
1: I know uh, I just I was thinking um, that <laughs> <laughs> sorry I got lost in thought when you were talking about it a little bit so it makes me wonder if that's why part of the show appealed to me so much as a kid because they basically try to write from the point of there is a miscommunication. So in a way that made me feel closer to it because I understood it better.
0: That would make sense.
1: And I, like, I just wonder how fundamentally this changed me because I watched it in my fundamental yeah. years, and it's just like you know your favorite books can change your how you read and how you write and how you speak.
0: No, oh, yeah, completely.
1: So I don't know what the kind of effect would be uh, that television would have on me. Because it's the same basic tool.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, of course it would.
1: So, yeah, that's why I just said deep. Because I was thinking about <laughs> yeah. the, the fundal, fundamental building blocks of my childhood.
0: <laughs> I mean,
1: <yeah>. Anyways, uh,
0: <laughs>
1: what's next on your list?
0: <laughs> Did we get through that part? What was even that part? future without <laughs> headaches? And we yeah, that, was the headaches. that was the headaches. Jesus fucking Christ! How do we do this? Uh, high track. Um, Oh, man. (laughs) Okay, that's okay, because my next note was, like, deep into Ferengi shit. Oh, okay. Uh, So That that is a pervasive thought running through all my notes. So, if... Because I had this realization while I was watching it, that, like, Ferengi are new, right? They're a new species for Enterprise. Yes. And when they were introduced, they were introduced as, like, this is the first contact with Ferengi was the last time we saw them on that episode, right? Correct. Okay, so this is, like, second contact with Ferengi. Yeah. So... I would assume the Enterprise has, you know, tried to find third party, you know, like they have all the the information on Ferengi they have is presented to us. We and the Federation have the same amount of information of Ferengi at this time. In fact, we, us two, have more information on Ferengi because we've seen Deep Space Nine. Yeah. So we actually
1: are the expert
0: on Ferengi versus the Enterprise right now. Yeah. So if you think about it, on Deep Space Nine... They would, the, the lore of Ferengi is being built by the next generation. It is, yeah. But not just as a story element, but as a cultural element. Because in Deep Space Nine, one of the Ferengi goes into Starfleet, right? Yeah. So the only thing Starfleet knows about the Ferengi is from the Enterprise. Effectively. Why would they ever let them into Starfleet?
1: Because they have rules and regulations to follow. He um, had a personal. Oh, we. I'm not going to tell you that because it's okay. really an emotional point. That I don't okay. want to spoil it for you. Okay. There's a good story behind that.
0: Okay, so we were we were watching a movie that I had seen before, and Beagle had not. And during the movie, Beagle would be like, "Oh, does this happen?" i be like, "Just watch." <laughs> and so, so that's what's happening. Is it's a just watch moment where it's like you got to wait, you got to wait for it, just watch. Yeah. Okay.
1: And they had a very enjoyable time doing that to me during that. Yeah. Movie. It was, it was,
0: cause like I never get to do that. Cause like I don't generally, cause I don't watch a lot of TV or stuff. I read a lot of books, listen to a lot of audiobooks, and consume a lot of podcasts. So there, it's very, very rare that we sit down and watch a movie that I have seen before and Beatle has not.
1: Yeah. It was, it was enjoyable, it was very good. and I appreciate that they did that for me.
0: You're welcome. I guess I have to just watch on the why would a Ferengi get introduced into Starfleet if if people are reading like so I assume okay the way the way that it works in my head is that. Jordy or some other ops person writes a report and it goes back to Starfleet of like like and it, it has like the captain's log and it has all the stuff and it has all the data and it gets put into like a TPS report or whatever and then they send it off at the end of the day. Basically, I'm that's what that's I how it works. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I was just thinking about how how all of Star Trek only knows that Picard's condescending report of Ferengi as the stereotype of Ferengi and so. So like, yeah, why, just it, that's why I'm excited to find out if, that they actually have a, why would they let a Ferengi in? Starfleet, all you know is Car- Fikara is condescending. Attitude? Yeah, towards Ferengi, which is going to come through in our report. Oh, I'm sure. It's one of the things, so, so uh, in but my...
1: You do have to keep in mind, he is doing this and being open about it and being very, I want to resolve this issue. Yeah. So that also might come through his report. Oh, that'd be cool. I'm I'm assuming because he seems to be that kind of a person. Anyway.
0: In in my work, I read a lot of confidential investigative reports, and so I've read a lot of lawyer talk, and I've read a lot of people being investigated, like official statements, and I that's what I read all day for work. So like, I know that you can be condescending as fuck in a letter. Yeah. Judges. Judges are snarky as fuck, man. Like, oh my god, reading their shit. Mm, so good. Nobody can give give a shade on a letter like a judge. I know that people's opinions mean something and change how you write and it changes your if you're passive or active, it changes how you do it. And even if you're writing something like legal, it does change. Yeah, of course. So, it's really important to know if the person writing the official federation understanding of a, of a species is condescending to them or not. Right. And you're not going to write, I have a condescending attitude towards a species. And a paper, like, before you write your report, it's going to be condescending. Yeah. Anyway, that was my thought with Ferengi. <laughs> Dr. Crusher. Yes. Is so snarky. She is. I love it. I'm just like, mmm. Literally, my note says, Beverly, snarky, love her.
1: The very few times I've paid attention to some of the discussions online about characters, and I get the distinct opinion that most people don't really like how they wrote her character. Really? Yeah, and I think that's overplayed. I, I think they may have been able to do a better job, but I, I, I liked her just fine.
0: I, I obviously point out when I feel like they're treating her character as a woman instead of like a character. Yeah. Like I do that because that bothers me. But I also try to point out when people treat all people as like stereotype. Now that I think about it. Instead of as character. Bothers me and feels like it's lazy writing. I realize that I say bad and good when I mean technically good and technically bad like as and I mean like in a production. I use the term good and bad for production value instead of actually like a moral judgment on them. And I think that gets confusing. So I'm trying to say lazy versus good
1: writing. I understand.
0: That's what I'm trying to do. we'll see, <laughs> we'll see if that helps. Yay for having different, I growing up in a very different contextually world than most people did. And so learning, learning to speak a little bit different. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I have written down twice, Jordy and Worf, both in red jumpsuits. They were not last episode. No, I don't think so. I wrote it down twice.
1: Right. But you also could be looking at the splash screen when they have changed their uniforms and you're thinking about that.
0: That is very true. But I think I am very aware of these things and I'm interested to find out who's right. Okay. All right. Uh, you do remember
1: that you're high every time you have ever watched Star Trek.
0: Yeah, which means that my memory is the con- same connection point because of the substance use. We'll see. I mean, like, if I was sober...
1: I understand that concept,
0: yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, why did they beam the Ferengi to the ship? Like, to the bridge. Not the ship.
1: Um, like... If you notice, I could... they beam themselves over because they use a different beam style. Oh. So it wasn't the Enterprise beam. They beamed but, over. But, like,
0: wouldn't... It just makes more sense to like have uh like when you lift for restrictions for like beaming over, like you just have a certain area and that area is like the reception room.
1: To be fair, this is one of the few times they have someone it's very unusual for them to ever beam anyone to the bridge. Oh, okay. They usually almost always it, it did use a feel
0: awkward. Room. Like where they had to stand in the set just felt really bad. I was I was just literally looking at the set being like, This is not a place that you have guests or anybody enemies like this is not a place of power this is not a place of anything like where they stand is awkward everything about this scene is awkward and i don't know if they like because you can play that in a scene like if you want like the other like the other people to feel like at a disadvantage or something like like playing putting them in an awkward position where it's not set up can read really well in the scene but i don't think it was done on purpose yeah so it didn't play I mean,
1: well. It could have just been time constraints. Yeah. They shot it. Oh, this actually isn't good, but we have to go with it. Who knows? That's but true. I don't disagree with you, and they almost never do it. It um, just doesn't They have right. a room called the transporter room. They almost always use.
0: Oh, gross human joke. Oh, uh, yeah. So the you were talking about wanting to buy uh, Data because he's an android, and we can buy him. How much... And Picard, well, Picard is currently operating under um, less than ideal circumstances because he's having, like, weird headache spikes. Yeah. Yeah. He couldn't quite articulate Data has rights just like everybody else. We don't sell
1: Yeah. Which is famously comes up.
0: Yeah. No, in Measure of a Man. Yeah. That's the whole episode. Yeah. Um, But, like, that would have been a really good time to articulate that, but he couldn't because of... Headache issues that nobody gets anymore, and um, so Riker makes this joke, and he's like, "Oh, he's he's used goods; you wouldn't want them anyway." And I just was that the joke. Um, he's second-hand second second hand merchandise. merchandise. You wouldn't want it, and it just made me feel like that's just that's gross.
1: Before I get into a discussion about that, why is it gross?
0: It's gross because so unfortunately unfortunately america has a history of slavery
1: okay that is a thing that happens (laughs) because when i think about that i'm thinking about the time period where ooh, recycling isn't cool you don't want secondhand goods you don't want to go through shopping you want to buy the new thing the best thing oh so that's the the context i took it from
0: the 80s and 90s
1: yeah and I grew up thinking that. I didn't think anything about slavery.
0: okay. Because, like, immediately I think of, yo, America kind of, like, used to sell people. Yeah,
1: and I very much understand that.
0: And that really makes me uncomfortable. We, yeah. we did that, and it was bad. And um, no, nobody thought it was bad. Although, I guess, apparently, people thought it was bad because they wanted to succeed off of it being thought bad. Yeah. So...
1: <sighs> Now I hope the reason is what I believed it to have been at the trial, and not trial mine, <laughs> and not yours.
0: It's in my context. It's a very gross joke that made me feel very bad. Yeah, but I did not like hearing it. I did not like hearing Riker say it. Yeah, I love how anytime I Riker says something I don't like, I'm like bad writing. <laughs> 'Cause he said something I didn't like and I like Riker. So anytime he is bit, he is doing something I don't like, it's because he's badly written. Not because I don't like that action.
1: It's hard sometimes. Isn't and it? I, I worry about that every time I say, Oh, but just wait. Oh, but just wait. I hope that I'm not doing that. So.
0: No, it's okay. Like like that's that's part of it is the just wait. Like that's that's just gonna happen when wouldn't you know like you're trying not to spoil it for me and i really appreciate it and the moment will happen where i will see what you're referring to right now like in your head and i'll be like is that why you said just wait and it'll be a great moment okay so don't worry it will get there well thank you we'll get there i like that the card touched the ship and welcomed it out loud so i i personify things a lot it just makes me feel more connected to the world when I'm like, oh, good couch. Or like, because I'm like, I'm literally sitting here holding a stuffed animal. So like, yeah, I personify things. My car, like I pat I the dash sometimes and I'm like, good buddy, we got this. You know, and so, so to have Picard do that is, it's a very, it, it creates affinity between me and Picard because it's a very me trait. And so it makes me feel comforted by his actions.
1: It really makes me wonder was that John Luke Picard or was that Patrick Stewart envisioning him? And that's how like Patrick Stewart also personally persona or does things so it played through on the character.
0: Yeah, but that's how acting works.
1: I know that's how acting works that
0: is acting. So therefore it is John Lu Picard because yes, it is what Patrick Stewart
1: He also did. could have been said, Hey, the director could say like do this to do oh, that. Oh,
0: you wonder where that came from if that Yeah, was like was it from the director, director or, or was it um, uh, the actor at the actor's choice. Oh, okay. Yeah. That is an interesting thought.
1: Because that would just mean the actor can play that much more of a deep character without direction. Yeah. So the quality of the acting, definitely.
0: Yeah, and that's. Um, yeah, it would be, it'd be interesting. But I, I did like that. That he's like, what up, ship?
1: Uh, I what really appreciate that you e noticed that.
0: Oh yeah, oh, it was really cute. It was a good moment. I liked it. I'm again not sure if anything I, I like is just good and anything i don't like is bad because someone did it bad
1: you said that a lot yeah yeah i know
0: <laughs> i just like pointing out when i realize that i have like weird things that don't make sense oh having having picard like the trap the little thing that make gives picard headaches yeah. that the Frangi gave him on the stuff like, mixed in with his, like, childhood bedroom stuff was really cool. Or not childhood bedroom stuff, sorry, like, young adult. First he, apartment! For, first apartment! Basically,
1: that was his first ship he commanded.
0: Oh my god, okay, so, so, like... He was
1: captain of that ship.
0: I remember the first time I moved out from my parents' house, and, like, my first apartment. And if I, like, if someone magically... Like, if my first apartment, if I can open a door, and there's all the stuff in my first apartment... Yeah. That would be so crazy. Yeah. Like that would be such a weird moment, Cause, like there's my favorite couch, like you know, like there's my old computer, all that stuff. It'd be so neat to go through. It would. And like so to have, <laughs> to have like uh, the 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 trap in, like that 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 first apartment space is such a good trap. It's such a good place to put something. I don't think I could ever resist that. It didn't matter how many times somebody said that was dangerous. I'm like, no, I know. That like my favorite blah 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 is in that box, and I want to see it.
1: Yeah, I'm glad that's what you interpreted it as. Yeah. Because I wasn't sure with your reaction, it was something excitable, but I couldn't tell if it was positive or negative. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was getting ready to defend that scene.
0: <laughs> oh really? No, I yeah. loved it. No, it was good. It was because like I was just like, man, I I would never, I would never be able to resist that. Ever and I'm like a really logical person. Yeah. And like I don't think I'd ever be able to resist that kind of like moment. So good
1: writing. Yeah. Oh,
0: dude. Yeah. Great writing. Fucking amazing. <laughs> Riker pokes the bear. <laughs> Fucking Riker. <laughs> God damn. See, this is what I like about his character, but I also hate about his character. It's why I like I don't think he'd make a good captain. He makes a good first mate. He doesn't make a good captain. <laughs> It's because, like, when the Ferengi were like, oh, here's our ship, and then, like, Riker could not resist, oh, we got it at a bargain, we got it for free, and he's like, because he knew that made, like, the second, the first mate and the second mate feel really uncomfortable, and he just pokes that fucking bear, like, oh, I know we're getting, f- like, I know, I know this is a trap, I know something bad's about to happen, I know something's off, and instead of just waiting it out to, like, find out what it is and then reacting from it, I'm gonna make it explode first. <laughs> Fucking Riker.
1: Yeah, it's a fair assessment.
0: Fucking Riker. <laughs> so that concept of like going through your uh, the Picard says being on the the ship was like going home and no one's there.
1: Yeah, it's very sad and a good.
0: Well, like that that know. that concept of you can never go home again, yeah. or like whatever, like like that is that is a it is a feeling that is pretty ubiquitous in our culture, like growing up, moving on you know losing losing things that once were very important to you yeah and losing not not losing them but losing the importance like the thing's still there just the importance of it to you has shifted and that in itself is a loss
1: you just said it so well oh thank you (laughs) i was talking about picard and how he he said it in the show yeah but you also explained that very well.
0: well it's a great moment yeah but there's a, theres a, there's a lot there's a lot of stories about that and told in very, very different ways. Oh, I don't have any cell phone looks.
1: Oh, no cell phone.
0: No, I didn't even write it down. No cell phone. I didn't pick up my cell phone the whole first part of the episode.
1: So question, do you think you're it's because you're enjoying this episode more than others or it's because you're becoming more interested in the characters because of the episodes that build them up? I don't know. Okay.
0: both maybe all i mean like i'm really liking these guys there aren't times where i'm just like all right well i know what's gonna happen i mean i'm starting to kind of get more patterns or like and i'm, I'm just interested more and i don't know it could just be there this this episode was pretty action-packed never meet your heroes <laughs> oh man the cut the cut the cut to commercial break was like Riker hearing that Captain Picard might not be as cool as he thought he was.
1: Oh yeah at the very end of the show. So It's
0: so good. Such a good story because there you got you got your mentor like 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 the way Riker looks at Picard when he's talking about the Picard movement is just like he he is just he's in the room with his hero like like he's read about him in textbooks and here he is the fucking first yeah. mate of Picard and he's just so happy like this is his dreams come true moment and then in the next he's like yo yo picard might not have like told the truth
1: yeah and that's why i was excited for you to see that scene oh, so good. when i said think about when
0: yeah, you yeah, because no, like, I, I said, like, as it was, like, going dun-dun-dun to, like, to cre- uh, to commercial. Cut to commercial, not credit. Uh, to commercial, like, I was like, oh, shit! Because I'm like, this is so good! <laughs> and so, the note that I wrote was, never meet your heroes, man.
1: Yeah, it's deep. Oh!
0: Probably true. Good I'm excited. Oh, so, your notes, and then we'll, we'll, to to go, fl- go to the flip side of the podcast we'll we'll have predictions uh,
1: they're just highlighting that they're really like profit again mm-hmm. when they said no price i just oh, like the price. the reaction on his face it just made me want to bring that up
0: oh uh, yeah no i just uh on the one hand like part of me really just wants to give Ferengi more credit just mostly because like i i am a i love underdogs i love people who like I don't I don't I feel like the Ferengi weren't flushed out as they should have been
1: compared to what how they deal with in DS9 but they didn't know that they're going to have a Ferengi character in DS9 no, no. so they didn't flush out here but
0: it's like, but that's the thing is like when Klingons were first introduced they weren't really flushed out that much either
1: <laughs> yeah they flushed them out here in Enterprise
0: yeah and so like I guess the same thing for Ferengi yeah basically but it's, it's just I I don't know I put so much work into character development it's ridiculous just as a person who does creative well, projects
1: they do base all the stuff from they alter it and refine it obviously yeah and that's why I really think the story about how the character gets into Starfleet it's a multi season arc
0: oh really yeah I'm interested
1: yeah I'm really like, in a couple to talk of years we'll get there yep yep. Exactly.
0: Oh, so good. <laughs> yep. <sighs> I can't wait. What was next?
1: I also want to talk about the Vicar maneuver, but from a different standpoint. Okay. Like the character building for Vicar and what that says about him.
0: Instead of Riker. Ooh, interesting.
1: Because uh he is a and that was actually Geordi that was
0: pretty sure Riker was giving. Oh, him Riker like... also
1: did, oh for sure. He was just like sparkling. Jordy was the one because I wrote a note about it. Was specifically said. Oh, I remember studying at the store at the academy. Mm-hmm. Jordy specifically said that. And that, I thought
0: Riker was the one who said. I I I remember studying about this in the academy. I never thought I'd be on this ship. I thought that was Riker. Was that Jordy?
1: I think that was Jordy. Yeah.
0: Okay. See, he has a red suit now, so I can't tell him apart.
1: I think they both. One said Riker said the first one, and then Jordy said the second one because they were talking about the Picard maneuver. Oh, okay. Yes, he. I don't disagree with your assessment of how he reacted and some of the things he yeah. said. It's just I, I wrote it out specifically said that Geordi B- said that about the academy. Oh, okay, cool. No, that's cool. That's the only statement oh, it was, I'm saying. It about.
0: was I studied the Picard maneuver was Geordi's line.
1: Yeah, in the, at the academy, at the academy, and I just wanted because I wanted to highlight that. Yeah, these people like he was a captain before they graduated the academy. So, McCarr was like in the textbooks already, and now he's worked his way up through. He's not just on like the Stargazer. He made such a name for himself. He's on the flagship of the Federation. Oh my god! And just the growth and how the characters interact. Because just like you're talking about the kind of the fanboy attitude of Riker, and that's that's how he he has all his history. And they do and they do use it, and they do explore it.
0: Shit, could you imagine? No, I like I like talking about this from. Picard's perspective, because I was thinking about it from Riker's perspective, but yeah, Picard's perspective is just as going like, like, like you. These these are kids on yeah. their first on their first thing, and they're like, you know, they're the best of the best, but they're kids, and you, they'd study your moves. Yeah, that's what you were just saying. I translated it for myself.
1: Yeah, we work well like that. Yeah, because we. That's high. That's why we usually actually agree on more things than not. It's because we talk to understand our perspectives and make sure that we're clarifying how we're talking.
0: Yeah. And so that we're on the same page and And understanding the same conversation.
1: You just witnessed our roundabout way of saying, yeah, I agree with you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm understanding you. Hooray!
1: I actually want to talk about Rock Air and Picard again. Okay. There was an interaction where Picard says, I want to go on the ship. Okay. and Riker says basically hey, no we're going to go there first buddy we're going to make sure it's safe for you to go first
0: yeah but the and, way that he they, said it was really good because he's like yeah of course after we make sure it's safe
1: yeah because it was really like that the interaction was really well done
0: it was really well done and I like and I like that it's a really interesting way of communication between people because like you know I understand, like, feeling excited and knowing that there are, like, precautions that you have to do before you can go do something you want to do. Like, um, as an adult I usually, like, before I go on a trip or go somewhere, I have to make sure, like, I have a full water bottle and some snacks and sunscreen. Because, like, I know that if I want to have the best the most ultimate day I have to prepare. Yeah. And so, like, I have to make sure things you know, are gonna, I'm gonna be the, the safest I can be. And so, like, the idea of trying to express to someone like, oh, yeah, no, we're totally going to go to the amusement park, but we got to get some sunscreen on first. Yeah. And so that's what he was doing. It was really cool. It was a neat moment.
1: And, and Beverly and Picard also kind of play with that a little bit, too. Yeah. Because they both respect each other. And Picard usually, in the end, you know, does what she says um, because she, she rules over him. With an iron fist, no, um, oh no, not really. Like I was literally just sitting here being
0: like, they kind of do have a little brat brat tamer like dynamic to them, don't they? Yeah, they do. It's super cute. They play though. with it. It's super cute, and I love it. And like, that's a good, that's a good dynamic, though. I enjoy it. I and like and they seem to enjoy it, which I think yeah. makes it even more enjoyable because like that. Oh, so so that that dynamic can get super annoying if it's portrayed as annoying. I'm thinking of, like, Kimmy Gibbler and, like, oh yeah like you know, like, those.
1: Yeah. They were viewed as annoying in the show, therefore they were.
0: Yeah, therefore they're annoying. Even though, like, even though their antics are pretty cute, you can't, you can't, like, align yourself with them because nobody's enjoying it as well. Yeah. But in this, their antics are cute and they're both enjoying it. Yeah. And so it feels good.
1: Oh, and that glare that she gave him as he walked out. Oh, my
0: God, that was perfect. I was literally, like, (laughs) I feel like I've gotten that glare from my mom before. Yeah. It's not fair. My mom is a redhead, so like... It, oh, really? Like it mom vibes oh, the Oh, wow. Okay. Like super much.
1: I skipped over this one, but Wesley got reprimanded on the bridge. Yeah! He was like, dude, that sacrificed the safety of our ship. We didn't know what was happening. Yeah, you should have hailed. Yeah. You can't it...
0: just waste time to walk over here. We got to do stuff now. We had one second of notice because of you. We could have had five seconds. And that could have changed the history.
1: Yeah. And uh, he even called me Like, you just came up here because you wanted to see the in person.
0: It was really good. And then and you then got he, to see the in yes. person.
1: <laughs> I wondered if you had caught that. Yeah. If, yeah. Like, you just
0: want to stay here because something cool is going to happen. Yeah. And then something cool happens.
1: Yeah. And... The- Despite being reprimanded, he didn't leave. No, he I actually know. just sat there, and like, like no one told him to actually get off the bridge, so he did.
0: Here's the thing: that's something I'd fucking do. <laughs> i was like, yeah, you're right. Step slightly off to the side, not actually leaving.
1: I thought that was a really fun choice.
0: It was. It was a good choice.
1: And I didn't notice it before, by the way. So I enjoyed seeing something new.
0: Oh, it is a good. It is a good little moment. I had a thought of, like, why I think Wesley bothers, annoys so many adults now who, like, watched him fondly as a kid and then watches them again and feel kind of cringy about him. And I feel like that's why Wesley gets a lot of hate. Oh, yeah. And I think mostly it's just, like, when you're a teenager, everything that's happening to you is first time. <laughs> Like it's the first time. Like it's the first time. Like you know, a direct authority figure who you respect is reprimanding you, and like you can decide, you know, like well, I don't give a shit. Or you, you know, like you feel like it's a, it's a big moment. It's the first time you're like really rebelling against like an authority figure that has consequences. Yeah, you know, and it's just it's 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 everything because it's the first time. If you've, you know, as as an adult, I've I've rebelled against many authority figures in my own way more successfully than not, you know, throughout my life, and I kind of know what I can get away with and what I can't get away with. And so it's not that big of a deal, it's like, oh yeah, no, we do this all the time. Yeah, no, my boss is an idiot, I fucking sidestep her all the time because she's an idiot, and if I followed what she said, like, I'd get nothing done right. You know, like, all adults have that feeling. As a teenager, it's the first time it's ever happened, and it just feels so big.
1: Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, but I, I think, think about that too much sometimes.
0: Oh, I think it gets really annoying to watch people have that big moment when you're an adult and you've dealt with it like a hundred times. And you're just <laughs> like, yeah, water's wet, first time. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, to like, what? Yeah, good job. Do you want a cake? You know, it's just like it gets it gets kind of like you like so what? Pretty much. And I think that's why Wesley can get it pretty cringy.
1: Yeah, I understand that. Oh, the other thing with Picard, um, he's a warrior. Yeah. He's like, a, a strategy It's like, like he was trying to be modest, in the, and he's like saying, "Oh no, I just did what anyone would do," and he I didn't just say did it. What con- great He would didn't do. seem like he was doing it cond- condescendingly or. I did. No, he I seemed didn't.
0: like he was stroking his own. He's like not to toot my own horn, but. Oh. I did what any good helmsman would do.
1: I thought he said it with modesty, actually.
0: Well, so actually, that's interesting because he first said it with modesty, and then Riker said, "Yeah, yeah, whatever." Yeah, exactly.
1: Riker is the one that explained it, and right.
0: then he's like, "Well, I like, guess I am pretty awesome."
1: Yeah, it's like <laughs> you know, accepting praise is healthy.
0: Yeah, it. Is. You know what? That's a good point. It is.
1: So I don't think it's done to unhealthy levels. Yeah. that could be a problem. That could be a character yeah. problem. Yeah,
0: but no, I think I think he he was proud and had reason to be.
1: Yeah, because I. Mean, Saved a lot of lives.
0: Yeah. And I think pride isn't something bad. I feel like um, boastfulness is and like other things can be. Yeah. But like, you know, if you did a good job, you should have credit. You should accept credit for for doing a good job. Yeah. Well, because like you think about it, we say we take pride in your work.
1: Yeah, we do. We yeah. Should.
0: and
1: That's his work. That's what he did. Yeah. And like, but he was the first one who did it. Yeah and that's that's the, the big thing that's pretty cool. like
0: uh that's a pretty cool maneuver yeah
1: basically he did mirror image
0: oh, that's so cool. so, like, he,
1: he's a tech he's like the, he he's a blade t- singer t- oh my god he might be a blade singer
0: but he is a we we put him as fighter
1: we did like i said tactician though yeah but, but I, I, I didn't remember didn't blade think-
0: singer being a thing
1: Oh, it's uh, Forgotten Realms specifically. Oh,
0: shit, I don't like Fuck Rotten Realms. Oh, okay. So anyway, who's, anyone who's super lost right now, um, we do high tea time, which is we have tea in honor of John Luke Picard and then kind of do a recap of the last episode and kind of joke around a little bit more and go into depth into, like, personal character um, moments more than we do on this show. So real in-depth. And we've also, like, talked about, like, if they were D&D uh, characters what would their class be and if they're in harry potter houses what their house be and i'm sure we'll find other things to sort them into yeah um so that's what we're referring to
1: <laughs> yeah sorry if i got uh anyone lost there for a second but yeah so blade singer is kind of like an elven wizard fighter okay so they can do like oh, they do the,
0: i don't okay yeah yeah, yeah 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 oh fuck he is a bladesmith.
1: Yeah, because they're like highly analytical. I'm gonna write fighters. it.
0: Down. I'm gonna update his character sheet. I don't actually have a character sheet. I just have a list of where we've like sorted people. Know... into things. Uh, blade singer, Picard fighter. Parentheses. Important note made.
1: Awesome. That's all I had. Now I want to hear your prediction about how it's gonna turn out. You're willing to do that?
0: Okay. So I think Riker's gonna be like this isn't right and gonna ask picard picard's gonna have a weird headache thing and maybe pass out they're gonna do some cool beverly's gonna like i don't know give him a a, some kind of thing or maybe deanna troy will like do some cool hand like mental magic telekinesis stuff or i don't know maybe Ryger will have to take over while the fringes like spring the trap and he'll have a cool moment but something like that's gonna happen and then and then they're um Riker would be like, Captain, but what about that thing? And he's like, oh, that was all a misunderstanding. All right. So
1: we will uh, (laughs) be right back with the answer. Was that? What
0: happened? Nobody knows, except for all y'all. Yeah. Because you guys are cool. (laughs) Am I right? And with that, we wait for the stunning conclusion. See you on the flip side. (laughs) And now... To the stunning conclusion, I'm pretty sure I was right. Yeah. Ish. But you
1: also gave multiple different explanations of what could be the cause of, or what could be the end result.
0: As any good psychic would, you can't be wrong if you say a bunch of things.
1: Your uh, percentage goes down quite a bit.
0: But I'm not wrong. (laughs) Kind of. Kind of I was right. Yeah. There are things I was actually literally I, I put in my notes I said, Am I right? And then I put dash no
1: Alright, so uh, I guess the better question would be, was anything surprising to you? Was there a good story twist?
0: Uh yeah, not really. Okay. Kind of. I mean like I wasn't
1: Why'd you say no then?
0: Oh, hold on. So first off, Ferengi as mob bosses not Ferengi. uh The Federation oh. is mod bosses to the Ferengi.
1: Yeah. So now what's your perspective on that? I mean, like... Like, did the revenge twist change? Because they were definitely showing representing the Federation as bad guys, but it was all orchestrated by a Frangi for revenge for the sun. Yeah. Does that change your perspective?
0: It does a little bit. Okay. I'm trying to think how they could have portrayed that in the beginning of the episode better, so that would have been more... I
1: don't know. Okay, then. We probably can't talk about that, then.
0: Fine. <laughs> it's high track.
1: I guess this was the things I want to talk about before we got into the uh, end notes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then I said, am I right? And I said, no. Because well, uh, cause I, I kind of would have thought that, that conversation was going to be Riker being like, is this true, Picard? And he'd be like, fuck no. My voice is probably altered. And then he'd be like, well, hmm. I'll go check You know, I kind of thought that was going to be the scene And then the scene was actually like Picard this can't be true it must be altered And he's like yeah that sounds like a Fucking thing Okay And then we all go forward with that being Like nobody, nobody questions that
1: Well they are questioning if it's been altered in No the...
0: Picard is Nobody else is Oh okay Picard questions himself But nobody is questioning Picard That's different
1: Data did and how he reacted matter factually. I don't think he made a judgment. Other people made a judgment.
0: Data didn't make a judgment.
1: Exactly, he didn't.
0: Yeah, nobody. Yeah, but nobody. Nobody is judging Picard. Nobody is thinking Picard is fault here. Everybody's on Picard's side.
1: Data. I'm just saying, data isn't on his side. He's on no one's side.
0: Yeah, but that's data's side. Data is acting normally. Everyone's acting normally.
1: Yes, that is correct.
0: Yeah, and I thought I thought that at least Riker would be like, I don't know, man. Did I did I misplace my trust in Picard? And they didn't even do that. Like they didn't do that at all. And they set it up for it really good. And they just didn't do it. And I'm like, no payoff. Sad. I have here Picard dash coma, and then I have Wesley's a (laughs) Brett.
1: What was the Picard dash coma? Coma. Oh, why coma?
0: I was right. He kind of he gets into a medical coma. Like that was my prediction
1: no well not not exactly yeah it's a waking coma or something
0: medical induced waking coma yeah that's my prediction oh exactly <laughs> not at all <laughs> okay <laughs> i had one word in there right
1: <laughs> well you got a word right so gold star
0: yay Leslie said Pratt because he's like hey, mom, you know how the captain's being really fucking weird? Like, he reprimanded me for doing cool shit that I definitely should be doing, and don't ask why there's no water pressure on your shower anymore. But also, like, I think that there's, like, this low waveform being, like, produced. I keep finding it. Like, I keep keep tripping it on the sensors. And it's like, oh, fuck, that could be it. Let's, Let's do some shit. And then, like, they walk away, and he's like, Thanks, ladies. I'm like, number one, one of those people is your mother, Wesley.
1: I shouldn't have said thanks, ladies, but he was just talking about adults in general.
0: I know, but okay. one of those adults was his mother. And he should show his mother more respect.
1: Oh, okay. Oh my god, more rebellion from the Wesley structure trial. I child. know, oh my He's god. He's such a, like, rebel. He is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so good. He did travel, man. <laughs> then, with his, like, he, yeah, so anyway, he's like, thanks, ladies. And then he's like, adults. Because that's how teens talk. <laughs> I don't remember ever being like, adults suck, man. Actually, probably have said that many oh, times. Oh, I've as totally an adult. said
1: that. Very <laughs> much guarantee I have. I probably haven't. Really
0: <laughs> think of that, but in we fact, <laughs>
1: we used to call them parental units.
0: Oh, yeah. The rents, man. I still joke around calling them the rents. <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> adults! <laughs> <laughs> and then I have fucking protocol. They didn't scan the luggage they brought over from the star thing. We Twi- just talked Twilight, about Twilight Sprite. What was the starship name? Stargazer. Stargazer.
1: Um, but also keep in mind that they didn't detect those things until Wesley made. Those on the sh- found them on the ship's sensors oh, with a special experiment. Yeah. So, with wow. with sorcery doing his sorcery tech magic.
0: I really wish they would reprimand him more for that, so that I know he's being an idiot. Oh okay. Because like it, it's it's not it's not pointed out very well that that like that he's changing things on the ship all the time, and that's why like things get censored differently.
1: No, no, I'm not saying no. He just did it that one time. Yeah, no,
0: I know. But like that wasn't it wasn't very well pointed When out.
1: they scanned them they would have been scanning them with their handheld devices. Yeah. And they would never have been able to pick it up because it only got picked up by no, the, the I ship know. sensors. Oh, yeah, okay.
0: I know that now that you pointed it out. Oh, okay. But it wasn't very well communicated.
1: I can agree with that point.
0: And then I have fucking ghosts! Kite's okay, on the the stargazer. Twilight oh, yeah. Spring. Twilight Sprinkles the ship. I keep I want to call it like Star points.
1: It's Stargazer, you gotta have Star... to write that Star Lights.
0: Starlights. Starlights the ship.
1: Oh, well at least I'll know what you're talking about if you only ever call it that.
0: <laughs> okay. Isn't that right, Beagle?
1: Yeah, it's Stargazer.
0: <laughs> so good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> So he's on a Stargazer, the ship. Yep. And uh, he's like uh, hallucinating the the very impactful um, moment in his his life where like you know like he had to destroy a ship to save his ship. And uh, oh, also my next note was PTSD trap.
1: <laughs> yeah, basically.
0: Like I guess he just made a PTSD trap, and I'm like, well, that's clever.
1: Yeah, I never really looked at it like that, but that's exactly what that is. Yeah,
0: I'm like, oh. That's I never
1: it. just said PT- PTSD trap.
0: It's a very clever way of trapping a human. Yeah. Human. <laughs> PTSD.
1: <laughs> I just thought it was neat that we got to relive some of his past through yeah, telling perspective.
0: That was kind of cool. It was a neat moment. Like good writing. And then I have, fuck yeah, Ferengi, and it, it's a. And I think, unfortunately, this is why I don't like writing notes, is because the note is, fuck yeah, Ferengi. But the inflection I wanted was, fuck yeah, Ferengi. Oh, yeah. Which is different than, fuck yeah, Ferengi. And it's different than, like, other fuck, fuck, fuck yeah. Like, there's there's many different ways to say fuck yeah. Yeah, there are. And so mine the way that I meant it was, fuck yeah, Ferengi. Like, good job. Good job on them. So they they're... They found out that like their their first captain was like pretty much defying their laws, which even though we don't see them as that important to have laws that way, they were pretty much like, You don't fuck with someone if it's not profitable.
1: Yeah.
0: You went out of your way to do an unprofitable journey to fuck with someone. That's bullshit. Why'd you do that? And he got punished for violating his own like culture's laws and I liked that. It was a nice mm-hmm. moment. So, yeah, I like that, that there was consequences for the, uh, for the captain to, to misuse his culture's rules. And that was neat. That was a neat moment. I really like that. Uh, first mate to first mate. Yeah. First mate to first mate.
1: First mate to first mate. Very important.
0: Mm-hmm. The actor who plays Riker has such expressive blue eyes that it's <laughs> ridiculous. And now that I'm saying that, I'm like, oh, shit, so do I. Is that what it's like hanging out with me? Is it that fucking intense all the time? Like Riker's eyes intense? Sometimes. Shit, I'm sorry. <laughs> Fuck.
1: It's okay. Okay. I'll I'll survive.
0: Because sometimes it's just like I'm watching it. And I'm just like, man, he just like emotes with his face, and it's just really intense. Yep. <laughs> but it was a good scene. It was good, good Riker moment. Yeah. And then I have very dramatic flashing ball. Oh, yeah, that was intense, wasn't it? (laughs) Oh my god, because he's like, this uh, prop is, is giving Picard PTSD trap, is creating a PT, this PT trap device. PTSD trap device. Yeah. Yeah. It's emanating from this really cool orange and um, silver with red tread glowing ball and the, the glow of the ball is orange, the, encasing of it is silver with red trim and they just like focus on because like he's you know fighting like fucking ptsd so like he's having a hard time like like he's he's having like literally a flashback yeah and so he's in the middle of a flashback and um, riker's like yo that's not what's happening now focus focus on where you are like destroy the orange globe because that's what's causing the ptsd flashback and so he's like, phaser the the globe. And so they have, like, Picard's face being real serious with his garage door opener. Phaser. <laughs> his garage door opener. Yeah. And he's going, click, click. Click, click. And uh, it's real intense. And Picard's face real intense. I'm like, look at the glowing ball. That's just a fucking glowing ball. It's not intense. It's a glowing ball.
1: That somehow it was intense, wasn't it? (laughs) It was ridiculous. Yeah. But God it was intense. It
0: was
1: (laughs) Oh, I hope you were really high when you seen that scene if you were listening along. Oh man. That music though. Oh man. Simple but like to the point.
0: I think I was like really like sonically aware on this when I was watching it, like I feel like a lot of like the music and like the the sounds were really good and like they felt good and they felt like a part of this it was just pretty awesome. I agree. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's My notes. All right. The
1: ending that we were just talking about, I thought that it showed that there's a uh, still like they walked away with a uh, being able to continue the peace negotiation stuff
0: yeah i like so, that
1: yeah and the person that caused the problem was taken care of and on picard basically said revenge is profitable," which was great for the frangy episode but he's basically just saying there's no reason to do it so we shouldn't do it mm-hmm. it's just like simple lesson of of the episode i guess revenge yeah. is improbable it's
0: just, it is it is a interesting uh too long didn't read
1: yeah pretty much and i wrote down a good analysis of the situation at the very beginning what? And I can't recall exactly how it went, but it was an altercation when Picard and Riker were talking when he first told Picard about the log. They had an interaction where they just went through the everything that's possible, what's going to happen, and so we have two days to fix it. Because there's like, yeah, like there's no way that I'm not going to be in trouble, and I understand that. And so we have like two, di- two days to, you know, find out if it's the truth or not, Yes. Yeah we're not one the truth, if that is the evidence, then we're going to have to go with it. And Iker seemed to understand that, yeah, like, if you're no long- if they tell me that you're no longer in command, then you're no longer in command. Yeah. So it's just a nice way to say that they follow their own rules and they're not doing the, trying to break, it's not a conflict between their heart breaking the rules and not breaking the rules. Oh, if, yeah. It's just, it's almost explicitly stated, almost, I think, that the rules are that important. I like it. Oh, imposter syndrome based on his current perspective questioning his reality. When Picard was talking about, like, I don't know what's real anymore or something yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And when part of it was, an like...
0: associative, like, crisis.
1: Yeah, and it made me think of, like... Well, he was having a psychotic-induced episode or, yeah. or something like that. Uh, it still made me think of, like, when you feel like you're not doing as good as you used to do. Like, am I not... Is my reality then different than my reality now? And how is it different? And just basically the premise of imposter syndrome. Yeah. And questioning if he's good enough. With all these people around them also building them up in this episode. Yeah. It, it just, you know
0: what? That is a good perspective. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, like, fuck. Yeah. With, with Riker and his stupid blue eyes. Being <laughs> you know, all like, the best captain. I believe in you. I got this. We're the amazing we the dream team. We got this captain.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of uh, positive um, re- affirmations of support. I don't that was a weird way to say that, but yeah. But no, that's like exactly the right way, I think
0: uh, maybe. But, Well thank like, you. That I think that's what what helps get people through psychotic breaks. <laughs> a lot of cool support <laughs> from your friends. That's true. Like,
1: that is true. They I knew mean, that was... also with... <laughs> having a doctor
0: and, like, you know, medical... Like, I'm yeah. just saying that, like, this is kind of, like, the exact example of, like, the, the kind of environment you would need to get through a weird PTSD thing. And then, like, just be cool the next day. Yeah. Well, that
1: reminds me. I wanted to mention... Because you didn't mention it. I thought you wrote something down for it when... uh Picard and Beverly were talking and then they kind of switched to the friend moment and like well they you have a counselor you could talk to oh yeah
0: yeah but, so... and then I said
1: yeah I got that's kind of the point this is a really intimate moment because he could be talking to the counselor and he does use the counselor in the show Well,
0: so far uh Deanna haven't. Troy has not been established as a counselor so technically I don't know that there is a counselor if they, this they is said a the first... word counselor did they
1: yeah they didn't say, "Hey, Diana Troy," said, "said counselor."
0: Again, I could have thought that was a rank, or a weird space title.
1: What would make most sense in context? She does counselor things.
0: I don't know. Okay. I think I was meaning, I think. I think honestly, what I was thinking of is more like counselor, like a counselor to a king, like someone who gives you counsel, versus like a counselor, like a therapist.
1: Oh no, they're talking about therapists.
0: Yeah, no, I think that's what I as I was thinking counselor oh. as a person. Strange, who I wouldn't have first counsel. thought of
1: that in a military rank.
0: Uh, that's literally the first thing I thought. Of. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> and this is why communication is important.
0: Yeah, because literally, there's one word counselor, which can mean many different things. Yeah, and you have to hope hope that you're in the right context.
1: That was in my notes, so I was just checking them over again. Yeah, and I talked about everything, basically, that I was going to bring up on
0: my notes. That's awesome.
1: This is a good episode. Ooh, next episode.
0: Oh, episode nine. Q and Hyde, Q and Hyde. Hide and Q. Uh, Do you want me to read the synopsis? Q interrupts an urgent Enterprise mission and tempts Riker by endowing him with extraordinary powers.
1: Yep. That's the synopsis
0: this one. So I know this episode. Um, I remember when Riker gets extra powers because on the podcast they kind of talked about like Riker being a sex pest and what Riker would truly want. With oh. the powers. <laughs> and uh, I'm interested to actually see because I feel like they uh, uh, definitely exaggerated Riker's for comedic effect on the podcast
1: <laughs> oh okay so you already know someone was a character of itself huh Character of itself
0: yeah so that's how i knew it as and i'm like watching it and i'm like oh he doesn't seem like that that bad
1: <laughs> yeah uh, oh, i'll be interested to see what you think about the the whole show yeah because there's um other characters that get um have character beats in there too Okay. it's not just Riker. Although it is well, yeah, I mean, mostly like, a Riker episode.
0: Lots of things like even though somebody's like the the focus on the episode doesn't mean that the episode's only about them. It could be about a relationship like Dr. uh Crusher was in this one a lot. Yeah. And so like and it was a good one. It, it really did show very well of like how to have respect between mutual colleagues at Um, like similar levels like because if you're both middle management sometimes you want to pull rank but you can't against each other and you can you can and you can't and like having a balance of power that way when you're used to um, having um, that control can be interesting and to develop and it's nice to see it this way
1: I tend to concur with that we agree
0: well i think is that it is that it it? podcast all right well thank you to listening to high track where we boldly go where everyone has gone Gone before, before but this time we're high